When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something I talked on on podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. You will notice a few slight changes if you're watching on YouTube. Um, in association with Lucky Star Gin, as always, we've changed platforms um, this week because of the horrendous uh, recording issues and it hasn't been off to a great start so far. Um, I'm your host, Mike, and with me on today's panel, we have Gabriel and Joe, and we're going to be discussing the disappointing defeat to Forest Green Rovers, and we look forward to Swindon Town um, at their place. Please remember, join in the conversation, share, discuss, um, answer the comments and all the rest of it on social media. It just helps spread the um, spread the love a little bit and uh, gets more people interested in the podcast. Um, Joe, it's been a little while for you. It's only August. Um, but how was uh, how was results day for you? Uh, thank you for remembering, Mike. Uh, it's been a good month. Um, um, results was good. Um, very, very happy with, with what I got. Um, and it sets me up perfectly for going into for sixth form, which starts tomorrow. So, nice. you know, I was hoping this weekend would have been a, a nice, like, hurrah at the end of um, at the end of the summer holidays. But alas, Forest Green, or maybe we ruined it for ourselves. But, um, yeah, back to school tomorrow. Uh, but results, very happy with them. Uh, as always, a privilege to be on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and Gabriel, it was, we're supposed to be on a couple, or last week, I think it was. Um, it was actually May since we last saw you. You had a tennis tournament last week. How'd you get on? Oh, no, the, I lost the game. Uh-huh. The, um, it was for over 50s. It was it was the semifinals. And the guy who, who beat me won the tournament. He was a former football player and he was running like hell and that's 
the part when I, I don't know what to do. I don't have weapons to beat. <laughs> I could do this. At least you lost to it the winner. It was a, a pretty bad loss. Six one, six one, six two. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. At but least I lost to the winner. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So a little bit of club news. Uh, Ladyside won today three 0 against AFC Crawley, which is obviously great considering um, the result previous week. Um, unfortunately, there was quite a bad injury. It sounds to Chloe Fowler, who is or last update was in hospital on um, gas, air, and morphine. So um, hopefully she she's not as that bad. But um, best wishes to her. Obviously, there was Johnny's book in the uh, fan zone. If you missed it, there may be if I've got things working properly, maybe a link popping up on the screen in a minute. Um, and that should take you to Amazon and you can then buy the book. Doesn't the little bit of commission wouldn't come out of uh, Johnny's end. It comes out of Amazon's end. Um, if anyone could actually click and tell me it works, that would be wonderful at some point because then I'll stop doing them if they don't work. But um, there's the link to Johnny's book. Um, and I think I might have given the impression that I was signing copies of his book in the fan zone, um, but it wasn't. It was just um, his name got taken out on other social media. So it was a book signing by Added Six was on Twitter, but it wasn't on all the others as well. So don't worry, I wasn't signing Johnny's book. I'm not that bad. And um, also we... I've got the coach travel over the next few weeks. Obviously, details are on the forum. You've got Swindon, Accrington, and Crawley, sort of 25 uh, to 45 quid. Oh, no, Crawley's 20 quid. Um, so uh, contact Ian on the forum if you want to make a trip for any of those. And other news, the 50-50 ticket, I think it's been brilliant recently because um, a, I thought I was really close, but I wasn't. I was actually miles off. Uh, but it was 190 quid yesterday, um, as opposed to, I think it was only 90 quid against Notts County. So well done, everyone. It's, it's really good to help raise the money for the supporters club. And you could win potentially up to sort of almost 200 quid for a, for a pound. Um, so keep buying those tickets. And um, if you want any help selling them, or if you want to help selling them, they're always looking out for them. So um, have a little chat with them in the hub. So now I'm going to try and work out if I can clear this thing off the screen because I don't want it there the whole time. Obviously, I want to support Johnny's book, but I want to do other things too. Um, on to yesterday. Uh, I did get 11 out of 11. There was a tiny little bit of a cheat because uh, I assumed Ryan Jackson would be in for Kizzy, but I happened to go into the bar as Matt was going through the team, so I hesitated a little bit and finished it off. It was the only one I, I got wrong. Um, but what were your thoughts ahead of kickoff, Gabriel? Oh, after the win on Tuesday, that was very good and very promising. I hope that we will end the losing, losing streak. Four defeats in a row, it's quite a lot. The team looked good in several games, and I thought the hell, the, the luck would be our on our side too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe, were you, were you a bit surprised that the, the lineup, I mean, Ngesson held his own against League One opposition and then back to the bench. Um, I mean, I figured it was always likely, but what were your thoughts? Um, I don't know how you, I don't know if you're a psychic, might be my thought exactly. Um, I thought Ngesson's performance, uh, or I wasn't there, but I, I, from what I've heard on Tuesday's night, was really impressive. Um, and I thought he might get a chance because with Easty out and uh, Harry playing a lot of games recently, it's been a heavy month for August in terms of fixtures. I thought he might get a break. Uh, obviously, get a bit of a break at Wickham, but you know, it's 
I thought he was really impressive. Uh, I was I was kind of maybe expecting um, O'Brien to go out. I know he scored on Wednesday, but I think Scott Kashkit is got that thorn in the side that maybe we needed yesterday. Um, but yeah, I thought go with the same back four, try and keep a bit of stability um, and put trust in the side that did well uh, the other night. But you know, I it seemed like a side that were confident as a unit. Even before kickoff, I thought it was a, a side with a consistent back four, knew each other. Josh Coley and Amari getting to know, like a good partnership on the wings, and then kind of up front starting to find that partnership which we we really do need. Um, I thought it was a good team, but I just I'd maybe like to see I said Ryan Jackson and Gassan and maybe even Cash get in. But you know, if you know if it was different, I don't know if it would affect the result. Yeah. I mean, it's always always tricky. Obviously, we're all, we're all football managers. Um, there were a few sort of few things. Uh, I mean, first of all, I love for his green's kit. I did like that kit. That's that's that's, that's a positive. Um, but during the first half, it was, I found it interesting with Matt's comments afterwards, where he said he wasn't happy with the first sort of fifteen twenty minutes. Whereas a lot of people were like, "We did all right for about fifteen or twenty minutes," <laughs> and then we sort of petered off. I mean, how, how were you feeling in the first half, Gabriel? Um, were you still that confident that we were going to nick it, or did you kind of think, "Oh, we're in trouble here"? Well, uh, we we started well. I, I felt that we started well, and the main chances were in the first part of the first half. So, um, yeah, for the for the first half, I, I remained optimistic, and I was hoping that we will we will improve with the second half. Uh, which didn't happen. We, no. we weren't there in no. the second part. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we had chances. I think um, a couple of people caught the corner from Rob that almost dipped under the bar, but the keeper actually made a great save um, just last second. I mean, how, how were you feeling at halftime, Joe? Were you confident, not confident? Um, I'm going to go away from this optimism youth bias that I often take. I was not particularly confident, especially due to the fact that someone around me uh, thought that Luka Modric was playing in their midfield due to the fact that their centre mid looked had a very similar Luka Modric haircut. Uh, and I thought, well, if it is Luka Modric, we're not going to have a chance. And to be honest, we didn't really have a chance. I thought we were... We, we, were, we weren't bad. I, we were much worse in the second half, especially the last half an hour. We were... We, we weren't winning any second balls and it, it just didn't seem particularly like we were going to score. Like even the Amari one that hit the crossbar was offside and I don't love criticising players, but Harry was like, lost on the ball multiple times. They would, like if the ball would, there was so many gaps in midfield and they could just run through them and we just looked leggy and it seemed like our only option at that point was just to get, get it back to Jack Rose and who fit up the pitch towards Harry and hope a flick on and go our way. And mm-hmm. that isn't good football. And they were playing some good football. And to be honest, like, actually, the, we might have had, like, there wasn't a clear-cut chance in the first half. But I think if they played, realised, right, we've got the dominate, we're dominating midfield right now, we can take our time, which they did in the first 20 minutes of the second half, we, they could have easily, the way they were playing, could have been one or two up. So I don't, I wasn't happy going to half-time. I was just a bit... I was a bit resigned to the fact that we need to change, otherwise nothing's going to come out of this game. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was all a bit samey in the second half as well, Gabriel. It's, um, it's, as we said, it's sort of hoofing it up. 
Jack had a great game. He was a man of the match. Really unfortunate with the goal, I think Jack was, because he, he just made a save and then they followed it up and um, he, they, they scored from that and it kind of went underneath him. Um, were you hopeful we were getting it back or were you just like, oh, well, that's it, 1-0 now, we're done? <laughs> I don't know who to say. Um, you know, there were three games in which we were scored uh, so many goals and we said the defence is the problem. And um, now we had two games in which we only scored once. While the defence held, if you look only at the numbers, quite well being scored once in two games. So uh, you would expect to, to be able to score, especially at home. But uh, the way the, the game looked, we, we didn't look able to score. Yeah. I mean, some of the comments I've kind of had is um, a fair point about 4-4-2. Obviously, when it's not working, everyone hates it. Um, but someone did kind of say, well, it seems we stopped to do the pressing, um, which went very well with our 4-4-2. So we weren't pressing as much. Um, were you feeling that, Joe, yesterday or...? Yeah, I we just didn't look like like a team that had a want to win. Like I know we do want to win, and I'm sure all the players do. But from a supporter's point of view, there seemed to be very little passion across the pitch. Like like they were playing to win the match. It felt like they were waiting for something to happen and they didn't take advantage of it. Like um I can't remember what it was. Uh I was standing uh on the uh, on the Grandstand side of the ground, uh, and I have never seen Matt do that much shouting, especially in the second half. At his and the reactions normally it's straight on it, run over to them, or if it's press, so it's like whoever it is. And it was often when we were defending, the defense just like looked just flat. We we just sat back. We didn't really have any passion. Like Josh Coley was getting annoyed that him and Joe Kizzy were just not linking up at all. Like I can see them getting annoyed at each other, which is something I don't really see a, a, a lot in our team, people getting annoyed at each other. It seems like a pretty sub supportive team across the team. So yeah, I, I don't know whether it's the 4-4-2 because I, obviously you could say Notts County flash in the pan, but we can do it. They were down to 10, but they could, we could have been down to 10 and one one nil. Like mm -hmm. five one, we had the pressing, we had the togetherness. Everyone was backing each other, and it just looked easy. Since then, it's like, right, we can do it. Do we want to? Like they look like, I, I, again, Kizzy looks a shadow of his former self. He doesn't look like he what like he can, it, it, does, it has the belief to win headers. He's not that presence anymore, and it, it it's a bit worrying because it 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 just looked like a team who as soon as the goal went in, they were just defeated and they didn't have a way to get back into the game, which is, um, it's sad to watch because it's not that it was less frustration, more it's just confusion as to mm -hmm. what's happening because there's just, there's definitely something not going right, whether it's the tactics, which I don't think it is because we've shown we can use it. I don't know whether it's turnover of players. I don't know whether it's the right players playing together. I think something definitely needs to change. And I know a lot of comments are saying that uh, from yesterday and today. Yeah, um, well, I won't come to that. Yeah, Gabriel, what, what, do you, what do you think about the four four two and the, the pressing? And well, uh, I agree with Joe, what Joe said that it looks to be also a problem of motivation against bigger teams. 
Yeah, we, mm -hmm. we won against two uh, League One. Play against uh, league position, and we we not no longer have the same motivation, or so it looks from outside. Uh, I remember also last year uh, when we got to have a real relegation issue, the team focused and played ten great games, and from relegation candidates we became playoff candidates, and then we f we fell again mm -hmm. uh, out of concentration or whatever out of motivation. I don't know. Well, I mean, someone did raise a, a, a very valid point before we go on to what Joe was just um, discussing there, is the atmosphere. Um, compared to Tuesday, where Matt made a very strong point about you could hear the crowd, and obviously if you watch it on, you watch it back on iFollow, you can, you can hear the crowd. Um, whereas yesterday, it just seemed like everyone was waiting to, to be entertained rather than than do it. I mean, I know it's not exactly a, a, a cauldron of like Fenerbahce in Turkey, but is it a case of the atmosphere was flat and therefore the players were flat, or are we right to wait players to entertain us to get us going? You go first. Um, okay. Um, the players should get the motivation from themselves, from mm -hmm. from their coach, from their leaders. We miss Eastmond, that is very clear. Um, and there's no leader to this group at the moment. Uh, ben, John, Louis John just came back and he's not very confident, in my opinion, with, with his game yet. And uh, Ben Goodliffe was, I felt that also last year he was uh, a sort of a leader of the team, but I don't know. Uh, he he should step in. Maybe he he should have had also the uh, name have been named captain of the team, so that he has this formal authority. Yeah, I don't feel that at the moment there's a leader of this group. Joe, especially yourself? with all the newcomers. Sorry. <laughs> um. Um, yeah, I, I, anything I was going to say, I completely agree, uh, Gabriel. I think the only other thing I would say is that, like, the 3-0 loss against Wimbledon, it's a bit of a humbling. Like, to lose so in such a flat manner on Derby Day, packed out crowd, We the atmosphere was good that day and it felt like the players didn't give anything. And I think the atmosphere is partly due to the fact that the run we're going on. We don't, we don't like, as a fan... I didn't really know what to go, going into yesterday, what to expect. Were we going to get the performances that we got at Notts, Cambridge and Wickham? Or were we going to get the performances that we got at the end of Newport, most of Wimbledon, uh, bits of Gillingham? Like, I think overall, there, is, there isn't a leader in that group. And I don't know who the vice-captain is. I think it's kind of a, a group responsibility. Harry, like, obviously, I reckon... Harry's a leader in that group. Yeah, I think it's Harry, but he he just didn't seem to be leading. And I don't know whether that's mean a change needs to be made because Eastman's a massive loss. I don't think I ever realised because he's not injured that that much. He was pretty much ever present last season. I don't think I realised how much of an integral part of that team he is because right now we look lost as a team. Like I would ever if I had to give it, I'd give like Jack was the player of the match by far, but he was shouting to his 
defence, especially Louis, as Gabriel said, who just looks not confident. Like, we know how strong an attacker he can be, and he's been out for ages. And I think we have the same thing with Goody a few games after he came back from his ACL last year, but we were on a winning run. When you come back, I think, from injury and you're losing in the league and you've won one and 18 or something, that's not an easy thing to do and come in and be at centre-back, uh, such an integral part of the team. So maybe maybe Omar Shomi is, yeah. is kind of, we have to put him in for a while and let Louis just start building up the games, like game against, the game against Aston Villa, let him play there. Obviously, we love the Papa Johns, but you know, or is it not called that anymore? I'm not sure. No, but, you know, we've got, to, we've got, to, we've got to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Um. Just, I've, I've not left enough time really to go into this too deeply, but you, you're right. There's been lots of comments of a change is needed. Um, people for the first time I can hear in ages. Matt's, Matt's got to be the change. Um. Now, for me, obviously, I'm, I'm hugely biased. Um. But. I, I think someone whose brief was to keep us in the National League, getting us promoted and raising all those expectations, it would be really harsh to start putting him in the firing line. And who else is there that could do what Matt Gray does? Um, but um, obviously, I'm keen to hear your thoughts as well. Gabriel, do, do, do you want to go? Well, um, I have one, one issue to raise. Uh, I feel that uh, in the first year, there were three substitutions allowed. And that played to our advantage, as Matt basically hates substitution. That's my conclusion after following him for, for these three years. He hates substituting players. Uh, this year, the last two years, there are five substitutions allowed, which is a game changer. You can have fresh legs at uh, the 50th minute. You know, you can throw two players in. I remember in the 80s, I don't know if you were following you are not following probably because you're younger than me uh, you have the national team of england had the famous player called brooking that was well known that he will be substituted every game in the after one hour because he couldn't last the full game now you can use the five substitution to have two players that you can tell run for me in 60 minutes what you, you will run in 90 you can run in 90 because I will substitute you after the hour. You know, mm -hmm. you can keep one or two emergency substitutions for the end of the game, but you can pre-set at least two substitutions for one hour of the game and have a set of fresh legs during the second half. And I feel that this is what makes the difference. In the first year with three substitutions, uh, we were losing at the end or winning at the end and at the it was an equilibrium, but since last year, with five substitutions, keep losing the end of the game constantly. Yeah. yeah. Because we're not using the substitution. We're going at Barrow, and uh, we're playing all whole game, 10 against 11, and uh, we make one substitution until they score the two goals. Uh, we play at Newport, we're playing bad, we make one substitution and four in the 85th minute. What can you expect for the from the four players thrown for five minutes in the game so i think this is an issue no i'm not saying about changing the coach i'm not saying we we appreciate him as a coach and as a person and for everything that he did in these years at Sutton. i'm saying this is a point that he should improve okay fair enough joe what are your thoughts 
Um, I am in this. I am obviously. I've not been following Sasson as long as you have, my. But I, I have. I am. I've only had Matt ever as the only manager for Sasson. I uh, Sutler. I, I that had a manager before that uh, as well for ages. So we we like we like to keep our managers, and I I agree the way he's taken us, and I think he's a quality manager um, because he's been linked with numerous other jobs. Uh, much like further up the ridge to much bigger teams, uh, but I think the next few weeks are going to be hard. Swindon away in the form they're in and the way they're playing, it will be interesting. They drew with Doncaster nil nil yesterday, who were below us, the only team below us. I think it will be interesting to see how that happens. I, I, I'm not, I think. He's struggling to get the motivation to the players because he seemed more stressed. Um, a very brought a family member to the game yesterday, and he said, "I've he's come to three games." Uh, and they said that, um, yeah, it's the most stressed, almost vocal he's ever been. Hmm. And whether that's the thing that the team, the team he's built over the summer, aren't quite getting on with him and working with him in the way that he thought they would, then maybe. We need to have a look at it because I think it if if we take Sutton out of it, if we take the fact that it's uh, let's make it an EFL thing, one win in eighteen, most other clubs, you wouldn't he would be really really under the cash if not already gone. Now I don't want to see him go. I'd love to love to see him say because of what he's done, but I think Swindon, Accrington, MK, Crawley. The, even that some Villa game in the Papa John's, see if we can rotate the squad and find a bit consistent there. They will be cr- crucial games because there there's a point I think where you've got to say right, let's we've got to change something and we can't change the players. We're not in a transfer window. There's not much change with the coaching staff. The only thing that we really can change is the manager. I don't want to see him go. Yeah, I think we should give him more time, but we need a result soon because it it he'll start to lose the back of the the fans as we are slowly seeing which is not a lovely thing to see no i mean i have my own thoughts on that because i think what's the point of changing the manager if you can't change any of the other things because we've still got the same players and i'm sure when we get onto swindon in a few minutes rich will have some very very deep thoughts on that um but lastly let's just finish off yesterday um moment of the match um anything you like um gabrielle if i start with you what was your moment of the match for Sutton yesterday I don't know. The chance that uh, uh, we had with uh, Omari Patrick. Omari hitting the, the, the bar, yeah? It's a good, a good flow, yeah. 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 Cool. Joe? Good flow. We looked good. Yeah, cool. Joe, what was yours? Um... Okay, right. Um, the link up between actually no the back and forth that some of our fans and the forest green fans they're not many of them that they had in the middle to end uh, start to middle of the second half i thought it was quite entertaining um, okay because you know it wasn't it was a scintillating affair so you know it livened it up a bit no problem well mine's going to be um rob's corner that he nearly dipped in 
Um, and in, unfortunately, the next three corners, he got further and further away. <laughs> He's like, hang on, you, you, you almost scored from the first one. Couldn't you just make that your sighter? But um, yeah, Rob, where he almost went in and the keeper had to sort of uh, flap at it, but he did save it. Um, but now we are going to move on to Swindon. Um, and we're going to bring in Rich. Hello, Rich. How are you? Hello, everybody. Hi, uh, yeah. Hello. There is a little bit of a delay, so I'll, I'll factor that in when I'm asking your questions. Um, so, as I alluded to, last time we spoke, uh, you were pointing out that Swindon haven't had a manager reach 100 games in about 10 years, and you were very, very hopeful that Jody Morris could be that mm -hmm. man. Um, how'd, how'd that work out? <laughs> Not well is the answer to that in in short it was an absolute disaster um from pretty much game one all the way to the end bar a big win at afc wimbledon um it just clicked uh jody morris didn't seem bothered and swindon town didn't seem to be too bothered either and as a result it, it was just a complete nightmare but mike flynn well we'll see but it's been a good start for Michael Flynn at Swindon, so I am hopeful. But one of the one of the joys of coming on this Sutton effort is usually you're all so buoyant with enthusiasm because you're just happy to be in the EFL. And now, now you're part of the furniture. It's not fun losing, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still quite happy. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a change looking through some of the, the uh, Twitter comments and whatnot. And you're like, what the hell is all this rubbish? I've never heard this before. Um, but I know it's, you've been on a couple of times for me, and thank you very much and your patience today. Um, but just tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been supporting, and what kind of got you started and hooked onto them. Yeah, no problems. So I've been supporting Swindon since November 1990 actively. Um, that was when I went to my first game, but I was probably a Swindon fan for a couple of years before that because my dad told me to. Uh, I am a Wiltshireman, so Wiltshire being the home of Swindon, that's 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 how I've got it. I would be Swindon and, and here I am. Um, and I've been pretty pretty diehard since, but not a super regular to the county ground over the years. I've only just become a season ticket holder in the last couple of seasons. I've lived away, uh, so haven't got down there as much. And I was the sort of person when I was younger who had to work on Saturdays, so uh, so it was it was always a bit of an issue. I've been doing the Low Strangers podcast since um, I started doing it in about 2017. Went live in about 2018. 18 and um we've been doing it ever since and we've seen it all really we've seen promotion relegation courtrooms uh fines paid by pennies uh defenders with soulful singing voices uh and everything in between so as 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 the old cliche set goes never a dull moment and that's certainly the case at swindon so um you've hinted at a few there but what, what's your favorite go-to Swindon memory, what, what, what's the one you, when people say, why Swindon? Oh, uh, well, why Swindon? It's because of my dad, unfortunately. But the things that keep you, what, what Swindon are very good at for generations is just when it looks like people will walk away, they give you just a, a massive season. When I was growing up, Swindon were good. 
So we had like uh, Lou Macari onto Ozzy Ardiles, onto Glenn Hoddle, a Premier League season. And then we had a couple of relegations, but then a fun mid sort of point where things were good in 95, 96. And then it's been pretty bleak throughout since about 1998, 99. And then every now and again, when, when fans look like they're on the brink of just packing it all in, we have one season that keeps us all going. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that, that's it. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I've ever been tempted to walk away from Swindon. And, I, and our support at the moment is actually very good, considering we're not having the greatest of times. Um, but, oh, I mean, we've won at Wembley in one of the, with one of the great playoff finals. The Canio season from beginning to end was our mini Wrexham, I suppose. The only difference is it wasn't a documentary, but... but the amount of noise we had that year was was pretty exciting and pretty crazy, and it ended exactly how most anticipated, which was with spectacular decline, which Wrexham fans might need to gear themselves up for one day. But um, yeah, I, I I I think it's just the little things. I, I we didn't have huge amount of events with Swindon. We've had great games, some great moments, but uh, oh, it's just been so busy. I, I could I could give you a list, and you've asked me a very basic question, and I've failed to give you anything other than ramble on Let, let's say Wembley 93 Leicester and no um, so onto the season you've kind of said it's not been great that um it's not been that bad but um, what's kind of the highs and lows for this season I'm guessing um your former manager getting told six nil was quite quite nice very satisfying very satisfying indeed yeah this season has actually been really quite nice um last season was our second worst season in the in the current format of the football league um so that's that's why i referenced that um this year though has been good um we we play pretty exciting attacking football quite relentless but we also are quite open as you would have seen by our results at the back too and we, we've seemed to have weathered that storm a little bit as our back three get to uh, get to know each other a little bit more. They're getting used to each other. And with Doncaster this weekend was a bit of an odd one, really. That just seemed like a bad day at the office for both sides. Neither of us, it, we looked a little fatigued after two really quite hectic weeks uh, with back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back games. Um, but the big difference from last season is our attacking. And we showed that off at Wrexham, but we conceded the goals too. And we certainly showed that in the second half against Scott Lindsay's Crawley. And we just, Crawley were absolutely disgustingly bad, but we didn't give an inch to them. And I think if we won that 10-0, nobody would have said that that was a poor reflection of the, of the second half because we, we, we destroyed them. There was one fan that would have been upset if it went beyond 6-0, wasn't it? Because... Uh very well publicized um bet oh yes of birthday. <laughs> that is that is incredible it's incredible because it was for his dad's 60th so they bet six nil and 10 years before they bet fifth um, for five nil because it was his 50th and that came through and if they did the same 20 years ago for his 40th it was also four nil that weekend oh. but i don't think they did it for that one no a absolutely crazy the the Ten years before that, we were in the Premier League, and I can assure you, we definitely didn't win three 0 that, <laughs> that season at any point. So. Okay, so we're going to um, ask you a slightly odd question now. Um, so, for Sutton, mm -hmm. 
how do we win this game? What needs to go wrong from your point of view for us to get a result? Well, Doncaster had 10 men and although I don't think they really came close to winning, they, they nullified Swindon's attack pretty well, but I'm still yet to decide whether they did a great job or we were just, we just looked a little bit tired. We leave a lot of open bases in our defence. We like to surge forward. The amount of times you'll see our front free with the ball just steaming on. And if you were to get the ball off us at that stage, we are wide, wide open. We haven't been exploited in that sense yet. Um, I don't know why. We've played some pretty okay teams. Uh, but we are we are there for the taking defensively if we stick to this current game plan, which is very exciting to watch. But we are not watertight at the back yet. And if you can find those spaces and just play the ball around and, and get through us, then you'll get chances. You will get chances, but we're getting away with it to a degree and our back three are improving. But those are the ways. Counter-attack. I don't know if you play any form of counter-attack in football, but if you did, then you can yeah, it's pretty much our default. So, so Joe, hearing that, what, what do you think we need to do um, to, to win or get a result, not even win? Um, I'll take a draw. A draw would be lovely. Um, you, um, I've The only Swindon game I've seen is I watched the game at your place uh, last year, 3-2. Um, and... We were, it was a very end-to-end -end game, five goals, uh, and unfortunate goalkeeping mistakes, goals from distance, it had a lot. I think what we, like, we, you mentioned about counter-attacking, I do think we have the capability to counter-attack. It's whether we, I don't think that's naturally part of our tactic, though. I, think, I don't think it's inherent that we are a counter-attacking team. We don't really sit back, we sit pretty high up. So I think maybe that's something to change. I think the ability's there. I think that we have the players and I think it could be a close game because I think we know we can play some good football. It's just whether do the Wickham team and the Cambridge team and the Knox team turn up or do the Forest Green team turn up? Uh, and it, it, that's kind of what, what it is right now. Um, it, we could... We could blow you away. We could have a really good game and you could have your guests on here next week, Mike, and you'd be all boy, boy, like you said. Or we could be having a very much more sombre conversation. Yeah. I'm really not quite sure what to <laughs> Gabriel, what do you think needs to happen for something to win? Or oh, result, I say. Well, if you speak about counter-attacks, uh, our best counter-attacking players in these years were, uh, in my opinion, uh, Donovan Wilson and uh, uh, Isaac Olafi. We don't have them both. And uh, I feel like we're still missing a striker with numbers. I, we, we all hope that Harry Smith brings, uh, brings these numbers this year. But uh, he had also that uh, red card that stopped him when he was in his best uh, moment. He, he does help a lot. He put the assist for the goal goal at uh, on Tuesday. He put the assist for Brian uh, at the beginning of the game today. But uh, I don't 
I'm not sure if we have yet the the um, two two figures uh, strikers yet. Yeah. Um, we have to be organized defensively. If we held the nil nil for sixty minutes, spaces are gonna are gonna appear, and uh, we could use that. We have quality quality players, but we they, they need to show consistency. You had a fantastic game from Omari Patrick against Notts County. Um, you had uh, Kashket again against Notts County, who was impressive. But they need to, to play. We had Angle, who started so well in, in spring for us, and now he seems to be unable to, to score again. You know, we, we lack consistency. They, they all have quality, but they don't have consistency yet. Well, I don't think we want consistency from the last few weeks because obviously that would be a consistently foresight. We need to change that. <laughs> and by counter-attack, obviously we, we don't have much possession. I always worry whenever I see the stats and we've got more possession than the other teams. I'm like, we don't want the ball. You have the ball and we'll hit you on the break. Um, but are there, I know I know some fans don't uh, feel feel a lot of love for little old Sutton, but is it going to be a nightmare if, you, if we do get another result against you or... Um, is it just going to be one of the one of the points of the season? I think it just it's a stage of the season where it's just going to be there's going to be results like it, and I think that's what most people um, have seen this weekend at Doncaster Rovers, a place where you know historically Doncaster is always a tricky one, home or away, for us, um, and we would have taken that result all day long if before the game it's just that they went down to 10 men just before half time which kind of makes you think oh it was there for the taking but we've had two good performances at home so far this season uh two two draw against crew which we threw away and then the six nil against crawley and i think generally the fans are behind michael flynn i think they're fully behind michael flynn and it's, it's not always going to go your way people I, I think so many football fans live in the moment too much and forget that it's a 46 game season you're not going to get perfect uh, played 46 146 there will be losses so I, I think yeah I think what you're implying like oh my goodness the embarrassment the shame we've lost to Sutton um, I, I don't think that will be the driving issue if we lose against Sutton having just drawn to Doncaster the biggest narrative is the fact that we let our fourth choice attacking player leave and didn't replace them on deadline day. Of course, we might make free agent signings in the meantime, but the lack of depth at Swindon combined with a lack of form is why Swindon will, Swindon fans will probably be negative and it won't be to do with Sutton per se. I do like that. Um, people need to remember these ups and downs because as I was leaving yesterday, I met a fan of his son and his son was obviously very upset that we'd lost. Um, all his mates sport Man City and so on at school, and, and I was like, "But Josh, you can you can mention to them that you were at the game. You you were actually at a game of football. You weren't just watching it on telly. Um, so going to any game of football, whatever happens, is always better than watching it on TV. Um, right. So next little bit, um, I've invented this lovely, lovely new system that you are able to get into that change room 30 seconds before the team goes out on the pitch. You get to give them the last seconds instructions and a prediction. So I'll start with you, Joe. What's your chat 
to the team and predictions. Hang on, before you start, um, hopefully on screen is going to be another one of those lovely codes that I've got. And this is the prediction league. So if you click it or photograph it or whatever, you should get to join the form for the prediction league. Not you guys now, but people watching back. Anyway, Joe, go on, crack on and tell me what, what's your uh, chat to the team and your prediction, please. Chat to the team. Um, I don't know what to say. Uh, do it for do, do it for Matt um, because I don't want to see him leave. Uh, do it for the supporters. Uh, and you know you've come to mighty on Sutton, and we never said it'd be easy. Uh, and you know just 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 let, you're not you're 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 a group of players who you don't have the ability. I don't think to be twenty third or in the bottom two, with the ability to be fighting mid table playoff. So show the supporters, the fans, and the manager especially today that and why he's brought you in. Uh, and yeah, and prediction. Um, I really want to be optimistic here. Uh, let's go for a. You know what? I'm going to say a 1-1 one, one draw one, because one draw. I'm wanting a point. Lovely. Um, you need to work on your 30-second timing, but other than that, that's lovely. Well done. Um, Gabriel, what, was, <laughs> what, was, what would you say to the team just before they go out and your score prediction, please? Um, you guys have what it takes to win. You have proven it against Notts County. You have proven it against Cambridge. You have proven it against Wycombe. Uh, just need to be there and to, to fight for it. Beautiful. And your prediction? Oof. I don't know. Uh, a win is so long overdue. I don't want to predict that because we're not in a good strike. We're on a losing strike, but I, I'm hoping for a win. Okay. What? One nil, two nil, two one. No one's putting money on it. Don't worry. One. You could you could say anything you like. No one's actually going to this. This is mad. Although Jenny got it right the other week. Um, Rich, what are you going to say to your team? This is for your own team, not some, um, and a score prediction for you. Am I am I supposed am I supposed to be the baddie in this? Because do you want me yeah. to just say, lads, it's Sutton and four 0 Is that well, what you want me to do? Whatever you want to say. Because <laughs> I don't, I'm I'm not that sort of fan, but um, yeah, I'm going to go with lads, it's Sutton four 0 and you can soundbite this in the future and mock me um, forevermore, and I deserve it too. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that in real life. His, his app will be in the Twitter by now. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to go um, just complete. I've not got any of these anywhere near right. So I'm just going to be insane. And I'm going to go with 5-5. Five, five. Um, very exciting game of football. Ooh, yes. We're all going to leave very happy. Um, and um, we can all get on with our lives. Um, so, don't mind it. Yeah, I'm sure everyone will be happy with that. Um, Matt probably would still sulk about that, <laughs> letting in five goals, and Jack Rose definitely would not be happy with five goals. Um, but thank you very much, gents. Um, thanks for being my guinea pigs on here. 
Um, we have wrapped up this episode of Sutton United Talk Time on Podcast. As always, appreciate your ear attention and um, all the feedback. Follow us, like, share, and um, do all the normal things on social media. Joe, you don't need to sigh and roll your eyes every time, okay? <laughs> it's funny. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for um, it. Don't forget to subscribe and all the rest of it. Thank you to our sponsors, Lucky Star Gin. Um, big thank you to you guys, Gabriel, Joe and Rich. And we hope everyone's enjoyed listening. We might be back on Wednesday with a chat to the Academy um, coaches, but uh, there's a little bit of a scheduling problem at the moment. But for definite, I will be back on Sunday and have... Um, Oh, God, I didn't write it down. I can't remember who I've got back with me on Sunday, but I've got a panel definitely on Sunday. Um, and we'll see you all soon. Thanks a lot and take care. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.